Welcome to the Divine Style Podcast with Jalinda Stella, personal stylist and self-love coach, and Alison Maiden, psychic medium, spiritual healer, and metaphysical teacher. Each episode, you'll experience spiritual lessons to cultivate self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. Hi, I'm Alison, and today we have a very special guest with us back again, our resident hypnotherapist, for Divine Style. This is Craig Homenay, of course. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> um, so today, Craig, we um, want to talk about something that I'm really interested in and that I've actually had some treatment from you for in the past. Mm-hmm. And that is um, EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique. Yeah, sure. What would you like to know? Well, first of all, maybe we should um, just look at what it is to start mm-hmm. with and, yeah. and how it can actually help us. Because um, when I first came to you um, for this particular technique, it was over um, some anxiety that I was having mm-hmm. at doing my big shows and, you know, the typical sort of getting nervous before you go out in front of a big crowd of people. Um, and you taught me some amazing um, techniques and how to actually stay calm and get rid of it and then even just do a little bit of tapping before the show which completely calmed me down and it's worked to treat and it still works now it is a really good technique it really is it's um some people actually believe that that's all you need Mm -hmm. and i mean i have seen a lot of changes in people using it it's not primarily what i would use in a session with people but it's a really good technique to teach them to take home and practice Mm. so emotional freedom technique was not even not invented by Gary Craig, but he's the one that sort of promoted it. And he would be the one who has the most free information on it on his website, if anybody wants to look at that. But I kind of see the meridian tapping or, or EFT a little bit different to some of the other people who do it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of versions around now that use the short version, and, and that can be helpful as well, but I think the longer version actually works a little bit better. Um, I suppose a good way to start would be with a story. Yes, please do. Tell us. All right. First time that I was ever introduced to EFT, I had never heard of it in my life. And it was for the same thing as as what we used it for with you, which is a little bit of pre-nerves before standing up in front of people. And what happened is I was in front of a room of other hypnotists who I knew from the internet and from different places. And they asked me to get up and do a talk. And... I just kind of felt out of my depth, mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone, because I knew all these people. It's like if you, if if you were to go to a seminar and in that seminar is all these famous movie stars that you've seen, and they're all sitting in the audience and they ask you to speak to them. Yeah, it's daunting. Yes, it's not like just speaking to people. These are your peers and what I at that point considered above me. So I got up and started talking, and as I started talking, you could hear the nerves come into my throat. It kind of blocked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the person who was running it, the MC, uh, said to me, Craig, stop. And at that point, I stopped. I thought, oh, what's going on here? And he said, close your eyes. So I did. And he said, um, now rub this point, which was the sore spot for EFT. Right. And he made me rub it. And then he said, now I want you to say exactly what you said before, only this time focus in on how you're feeling. And I went and said what I said. And then I said, and that makes me feel and describe the feeling that was coming up, which was nervousness or a a lump in my throat. And he said, good, I really want you to focus in on that feeling on a scale of one to 10. How strong is it? 
And I went, 10? Like, I was, I was very nervous. Yeah. And he said, that's good. Keep rubbing that spot. Now, just say this. Even though I'm nervous at the thought of speaking in front of all these people, it's okay. I can let it go. And we just kept rubbing. And we basically went through the whole EFT sequence of the different spots to tap. And within that, we didn't just focus on that one feeling. That feeling led me to memories of other times I felt that way. Mm -hmm. That feeling led me into a very deep, and I've talked about it before on another podcast or maybe even on yours, of an in-between lives um, experience. Right. So the EFT actually brought up all the memories and all the emotions that were attached in the chain of events that got me to that point. Wow. And then we collapsed them and then brought them back up all using EFT. And the whole thing maybe took 20, 30 minutes of that whole experience. Mm. And I kind of forgot I was in front of an audience being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was my very first experience of EFT. Wow. So if anybody had come up to me even 10 minutes before that show and said, hey, Greg, we're going to fix your nerves by tapping on a few points and saying a few affirmations, I would have gone, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, look, I, it's, there's nothing more surprising than something as simple as EFT actually mm-hmm. really works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, and I feel em- emotions very deeply for people. Um, but interestingly, I, I have trouble feeling them for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, people think that because I'm so empathic in my work and I can feel these things mm-hmm. like intensely, um, that it would be easy for me to bring them up, mm-hmm. but it's actually not. And I think that's part of my nature um, in, uh, you know, in my history of being a, a paramedic mm-hmm. and also, you know, learning to sort of shut those things down because you have to for your work. That's right. It's actually really difficult um, later on in life once mm-hmm. all that's over and done with and you're bringing other things up. So people actually layer things, don't they? You yeah. know? The way I like to look at it is this analogy of a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And I think from the day we're born or depending on your belief system before that, Uh, There's pressure that builds up inside of us, uh, small amounts at a time. Even with PTSD, I don't think it's one singular event that causes the problem. I think it's a build-up events Mm. of events and then getting to critical mass when something happens. So, yeah, what you're saying is you would have pushed stuff down. Yes. All right, so as you're growing up, childhood issues, then teenage issues, and then adult issues... And they're piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up. A little bit more pressure, a little bit more pressure, a little bit more pressure. And we learn through life to push it down, push it down, push it down, push through it, find ways around it. Um, People will find lots of different ways around it. They'll focus on working Mm. or they will focus on um, their family to the detriment of themselves or they will take drugs or they will drink or, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff, smoke, whatever. They use ways to deal with the pressure to let the pressure go. It's like a pressure release valve. Mm. Now, when we hit critical mass, something has to happen. Mm-hmm. All right? Either they blow the lid and all the emotions start coming out or they um, push it down even more. Yeah. Now, if you've learned through life to keep pushing it down, you get really, really good at it. And you don't like to be emotional. You don't like to feel it. You don't like to show it to people. Because, I don't know, maybe it could be a sign of weakness, even though you know it's not. Mm-hmm. It could be felt that way, or it doesn't give you a certain amount of power if you're the one that's falling apart. Sure. There's... And could it be conditioning as well from yeah. your environment? Yeah, all those things. Right. So when we're, t- when we're going into this build-up and where you said that you find it hard to, to go in and fully feel those things, mm. 
well, there's a reason for it. You have learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, as a paramedic, you need that. Yes. All right. So I deal with a lot of police. I deal with a lot of correctional officers and all sorts of you know, emergency services people. And they do do that because they have to. They've got to function. Mm-hmm. But at some point, somewhere, something is going to give. Yes. Oh, well, right. yes. And I experienced that. And luckily, I had you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where your EFT can come into it. Yeah. And so the idea of the EFT, where a lot of people haven't really, well, they understand it, but they don't, is they need to focus in on that body sensation, the feeling that's causing the issue. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to look at. That's where the pressure is coming from. And that feeling is going to be the one that we are trying to help you with. Sure. So when we focus in on that one feeling, then we go to um, points or the, the points that um, you tap on. Mm-hmm. And you usually start with the, the back of the hand. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's two points that you usually start on. Yep. And I don't think it matters which one. I mean, I use the two different ones. Mm-hmm. One's the karate chop point. Yep. which is on the back of the hand, like on the knife edge. Yes. And the other one is the sore spot, which is like a, a sore spot on your chest. Right. I usually use the sore spot for things like sadness. Right. Because you can rub it and it's a very nice soothing feeling. Mm-hmm. And the karate chop point I would use more for anger and stuff like that. Right. Okay, because it's more, um, there's more activity in it. It's almost like you're hitting something. Yes. Okay. I've actually so, found it very useful to do it on the steering wheel of the car. Yeah, yeah, partic- <laughs> particularly when there's um, certain types of drivers. Yeah, around. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, but yeah, those those things. The start of it is, and if we want to get really succinct in the way it works, before you even tap, you need to rate the intensity of the emotion that you're trying to work with. Mm-hmm. All right. So let, let's say it's anger. Let's say you've just had your road rage. Okay. <laughs> uh, in your head, one of the first things you look at is, you know, how, how intense is this on a scale of 1 to 10? And you give it a level in your head so you can judge whether or not it's coming down or not. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a 10, okay? Then you can hit your steering wheel with your karate chop point. Yeah. <laughs> and you can feel the anger. You're allowed to let it up, but you make sure you're focused on the anger. Not so much all the thoughts around it, but focused on the actual feeling. Mm. And then say, even though I feel this emotion... The traditional way of doing it is saying, I deeply and completely accept myself, or I deeply and completely accept this emotion so that I can move through it, etc. Uh, I just like to say, I can let it go. Right. So e- even though I feel angry, I can choose to let this go. Mm. And then work your way through the tapping points just in the same way. And so the tapping points are, um, uh, I always remember them, and I think you taught me in the beginning of the question mark. Mm-hmm. Which uh, the first point is um, on the tip of the eyebrow, close to the yep, nose. Yeah, close to the nose. And then we come around to the side of the eye. That's right. And then underneath the eye. Yeah. And then the top of the lip. Yep. And then in the chin. The chin. Um, and then on the collarbone, yep, closest to the... on the tip the, of the collarbone. Yep. Yeah. And then under, we always say the bra strap. And yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> not right. for fellas, but yep. yeah. Uh, and then finally, the top of the head. Top of the head, yep. yeah. And there's lots of different versions of that so I don't think it matters too much about which version you do uh, and the longer versions will go through fingers and gamut points and they do eye movements and a whole lot of other things as well which are designed to an easy way of putting it is to just scramble the circuitry now I just want to share a personal story um, at this point because um, I mean over the years you have just helped me immensely and this is why I've got you on the show because you're amazing 
Um, but I just recently had um, a very important meeting um, to do with uh, my career and, and where it's headed and um, in Sydney and I had to rush over there very quickly for important meetings and also to do a reading for a very important person and I was nervous and mm-hmm. really as, as you would be nervous and it's normal yeah, yes it's normal, it's normal. Um, because it meant something to me mm-hmm. and I think that when when people realize that the emotions are coming up because they're meaningful to you then it's not coming up because you're always angry just because you're an angry person, you know, mm. or always upset or always mm. nervous. It's because it's meaningful and the outcome is going to mean something yeah. to you. And so um, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was using all the techniques that you taught me and I was thinking, I really need more. <laughs> this is the big one. I really mm. need more. And so you were kind enough to do a Zoom with me that morning. And my goodness, I mean, I went from a bit of a, a, a nervous wreck to being completely calm and in mm. control um, and absolutely blitzed it. Mm, and good, thanks. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. And I've got to say, I, have, I always respond extremely well to this work, mm. being a sensitive person. Yeah. But um, that particular day, the technique you took me through in the morning, um, which was, I suppose, another form of hypnotherapy yeah. as well, um, that was so powerful for me that since then I have noticed... Um, that a lot of the ways that I'm I'm handling things now um, that used to really stress me out are mm-hmm. a lot different. Yeah. So just from that one session, it's completely changed things. Yeah. That's if you. I mean, it's hard if somebody hasn't seen what we did. Yes. But it's basically the technique that I would use with PTSD. Right. All right. It's releasing pressure. Right. And even though we didn't really do any tapping in that particular thing. It is still a release of pressure, opening up the pressure release valve, letting stuff go. Your subconscious mind knows how to do it. Mm. Now, I think the mistake that a lot of healers or hypnotherapists or NLPers or whatever make is that they think that they know what to do and they're not that person. And I think one of the most powerful techniques is just to ask the subconscious mind to do it in the way that it feels it needs to do it. Well, that is extremely powerful in itself. Um, we were talking about emotional blocks last week mm-hmm. on the show. Um, we had a guest healer, James, who you know, mm-hmm. um, and in his wisdom, he said, you know, I can only help people if they're willing to let mm-hmm. it go. Yep. And and that is from his perspective as an as a energy healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, then we moved to other modalities which mm-hmm. can actually identify how to help people let it go because maybe yeah. they don't know yeah. what it is they need to let go yeah. there's, there's lots of ways to identify things and people do things differently um, I look at the subconscious in that it's it's not logical mm. if it was logical we could do our psychology we could go to the counsellor and we could work out why we are the way we are and we could let it go but sometimes it doesn't even help to know yeah, you know, like I've seen people with anger issues, like, and you talked about not everybody has anger as in it's an anger issue. It's just, you know, something's happened that's unfair and they're going through a, a bit of a bad patch. Yeah. But I've, I've had a person who had anger issues in that he would go into a rage very, very quickly, kind of black out while he goes into the rage and then be very regretful afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he knows why. Mm-hmm. He knows why. He knows it was because of his dad growing up and he was in a war-torn country and a whole lot of other stuff. It hasn't stopped it. Sure. All right. So with, with EFT, with um, emotional release techniques, wh- whichever way you want to look at them, 
Reiki anything because mm. each person is different and needs different things that will resonate with them. And some people need a variety of things because one will work and then it's done as much as it can. And you might need to go to something else. Mm. You know, it's like everything. Uh, with those sorts of things, we just need to find the exact right technique for the person at that time. So this guy knew exactly where it was coming from. He could not stop it. Mm. You know, he, he knew, if, you talk, if you're talking about personalities, that he had a part of him that was still a little boy that still had to defend himself. Yes. That still had to, that, that knew and learned growing up that the best way to defend himself was aggression. Mm-hmm. But it kept coming out now as an adult. Right. So he knew that. How do you release something like that <laughs> when you already know it? That That's a tough one, I think. And obviously um, going from being, um, and you say defensive, and I think a lot of people feel this way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start talking to them about, um, you know, facing their fears mm-hmm. and, and, and really, you know, um, being brave enough to be able to face those things, and, and they do that, mm-hmm. is not always the answer to releasing it all because it's mm-hmm. triggered off so many other defense mechanisms within your body Mm -hmm. you know and as you were talking then I just sort of I felt like he really needed to um, address his personal worth and Mm -hmm. his self-love and that's what we talk a lot about on the show Um, being able to love yourself enough not to be cruel to yourself anymore you got it in one so the way that we help this particular person is that we did all your traditional types of release work Mm -hmm. within the memories so when I was talking in the beginning about how they took me using EFT back through memories, so we did that. That still isn't in itself enough. You have to put all the good stuff in. Mm. So that's what you were saying. It was like the self-esteem, put in the good feelings, put in the, at the moment, I know, and I won't say exactly what it was because people could know who it is, but he was in a, a business and it was a very, very successful business, probably more money than he's used to earning. And he came from a very poor background. And he grew up as a tradie. And he turned that, he did that really well. And now he's got this huge business. But um, he doesn't feel like it's worthy. He feels like it's fraud. Right. Yeah. And that's, and we've got to then change. You take away all the bad stuff Mm. and fill it with good. Mm. But that's, that's kind of the analogy of it. Sure. And bringing the balance back into, and I think a lot of the time that we're talking about things like EFT work, um, and any modality really is is about balance, and it's about mm-hmm. bringing you know the the, uh, the golden light back in, as we do in Reiki, yeah. um, when we take out the negatives or the mm-hmm. the darkness, um, we always fill it back with you know golden light. Yeah. Um, it's a similar sort of thing with this. Is that if you're going to talk about negative emotions, and you're going to be bringing in the positive emotions once you get rid of them, so to bring back that balance. So it's really um, wonderful to hear about all the stories and the different things that um, you know EFT can actually do for you. And I know there's lots of videos on this on hundreds YouTube. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. There's and and there's a few different. I've actually got a couple of favourites myself that I like to watch, mm-hmm. but some of the American ones are a bit much for me. <laughs> they do go well, on and on. Certain people resonate with certain people. Yeah, exactly, right exactly. Um, so. Um, how quickly do you think um, this works, you know, in general terms? I know that there's everyone's different, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for me, I can honestly say it works within seconds. Uh, yeah. Seriously, it does. I, 
I think repetition, repetition, repetition. Right. And then once they know how to do it and they've done it 20, 30, 40, 50 times, they've conditioned their brain that whenever they start that tap, that kind of is the signal for the unconscious to let stuff go. <laughs> so when we have um, the the tapping after we've, we've gotten used to it, we, we're moving through our problems, um, we're using it as a tool when we go mm-hmm. home, we're, we're getting there, we're feeling better about ourselves, everything's starting mm-hmm. to come good and the balance is returning to our life. Um, can we use it then in a more positive way to put positive programming in? Yeah, sure. It's just the affirmations again with the tapping. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can just tap on it and say nothing. Mm. You can just wake up in the morning and start tapping and just say, even though I'm feeling really bored today, (laughs) and I would choose to feel happy. I like to use two opposites. So I'd like to say, even though I'm feeling a certain way, I would like to feel this way and tap it. Right. The other thing that I'd add to it is eye movements. Yeah, you did that with me. That was amazing. So with eye movements, that's called bilateral stimulation. Yeah. And you know the idea of right hemisphere and left hemisphere of the brain? And the theory is, I don't know how accurate it is, but one side's emotional, one side's more um, analytical. Mm-hmm. One side isn't emotional, one side is. One side's practical, one side's not, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The eye movements are like switches. So if you move your eyes all the way to the right, it switches one side of your brain on the left side. Mm-hmm. If you move it all the way to the left, it switches the right side on. So if you're doing your tapping, and this is just like a bit more advanced, you move your eyes all the way to one side. Uh-huh. And you will say a statement. And then you move them all the way to the other side and you say the opposite statement. Until the circuitry between the emotional and the logical kind of gets fried and you go back to a normal sort of balanced feeling. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Do you have any recommendations at this point in time of um, who people might be able to look at? Uh, I know you mentioned someone before. But... Yeah, Gary Craig is the founder. Right. So what, what he decided to do a long time ago was give it for free. Mm. All right, so he said, everybody can have this technique for free. You don't pay anything for it. I will give you everything. And he put videos up online back in the very early days before YouTube. Uh, He he did seminars. He showed everybody for free. And he said, use it on everything. And all I want you to do is get back up online and tell everybody how it works. Wow. Because his idea was he wanted to heal the world. Well, do you know, I've seen some of the the greats use this technique. I mean, Wayne Dyer, before Mm -hmm. he passed, he was really saying how amazing it was for helping him to release Mm -hmm. pain over his childhood with his father. Um, Louise Hay was Mm -hmm. using it. Um, You know, so there were so many wonderful healers and great spokespeople around Mm -hmm. the world that were sprouting the... um, the absolute amazement over how quickly this was working for them. So it's definitely, it's had a very good foundation. And I think um, over the years, there's probably been lots of people that have been helped mm-hmm. with EFT. Now you do this obviously um, yeah. as part of your work. Yeah, I, I do it. You wouldn't come in for a session of EFT with me, mm-hmm. but I would teach it. Yep. Particularly with people who have some sort of a fear. So an example would be somebody who was afraid of um, heights. You might say, go home and practice this or watch a video of being standing on top of a tall building or a bridge while you do your EFT and see if you can bring the feeling down. 
And I have actually taken people out into shopping centres and used it in the shopping centre with them. Mm -hmm. So one example would be like at Marion Shopping Centre down here in Adelaide. There was a particular person who couldn't go on the escalator. So we, so we went down there very early in the morning before all the shops were open, but everything's sort of running and there's a few people around. Put her up the top of the escalator and we just did EFT until she could ride the escalator up and down and just laugh about it. Awesome. So it, it definitely works, but you have to be aware it's not just sitting in your chair and tapping. Yes. You've got to actually bring up the, the problem to the surface and deal with it that way. Mm. I suppose like everything, it's got to have a focus point. Mm -hmm. And then once you, you recognise what it, that is and then apply the EFT, yeah. and then you should get a very good outcome. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for most people, um, we've had you know an amazing lot of um, experience in this ourselves, you and yeah. I. <laughs> for most people out there that have never tried it, probably um, having a look at a few YouTube videos to start with. That's always the first place to start. Like these days, Yes. there's thousands on there. Yeah. Pick the, um, Gary Craig's a good one. Uh, you can have a look. You can normally tell when you watch a video whether the person is there for the right reasons or whether they're there just to market and try and sell you stuff. Yes. So you can watch the videos. You can follow along with them. If you find that it resonates with you, if you have trouble with it, find somebody who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. to sort of coach you. It's the same as everything. I think you should do some videos, Craig. I probably should at some point. I've been point. telling you about this for ages. You should oh, do I know videos. That, that my, my biggest problem, Ali, is that I don't, have time. Like, I, <laughs> I know I'm the doing, feeling. <laughs> just by the time you're finished helping and working, all you want to do is go home and, and relax. I know. Well, we so appreciate your time today. As always, you're wonderful. And we really hope to get you back in future to talk about some other things as well. Fantastic. I can't wait. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Divine Style Podcast. Please follow, share and tune in weekly for more spiritual and self-love guidance. You can find out more and ask questions at jalinda.com.au and alisonmaiden.com.